Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Found Generation, a self-improvement podcast where every episode, my guests and I try to tackle this most important question. How do we extract the most from our lives? And one way that I try to extract the most from my life is exercise. Exercise is profoundly important to me as a being. You know that I am obsessed with it, that I'm always thinking about exercise, and that I get antsy after a couple hours of sitting still and not just getting up and moving my body. Anytime I move to a new location, my first order of business, find a gym. That's exactly what I did when I moved back to Portsmouth, New Hampshire this June. The place that I landed on was Seacoast Kettlebell. They have two locations, one in Portsmouth and one in Dover. And on today's episode, we're going to talk to two of the men behind Seacoast Kettlebell, uh, Colin McGarty and Luke Dinwiddie. Uh, I've worked with both of them. They are great men, inspiring men. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about Seacoast Kettlebell, why Colin founded it, what inspired him to find it, the the highs and lows of running a business, running this business during COVID, the effect of exercise on your overall well-being, how if you've never exercised before, he's going to convince you why it's a good idea to do it and to do it at a place like Seacoast Kettlebell. And we're going to talk about 9-11, which just happened. Uh, Colin is a military veteran, so we're going to get into that and, and how 9-11 kind of has shaped the business in some way as we are just a few weeks removed from celebrating 9-11. I can't believe how long it's been since that happened. I was in kindergarten. Um, crazy to think it's been that long. Uh, Seacoast Kettlebell is an awesome place. I really love the community aspect of it, of having the workouts designed for me so that I don't have to go and think about it and design my own, that I can just go work hard for 45, 60 minutes, get a good sweat, maybe some laughs, maybe a couple dance moves to the music. they got a great playlist, so I've been known to dance in between sets. And it's overall just a really good time. Listen, if you're not in the Seacoast area, that doesn't matter. This conversation will still pay dividends for you if you are interested in bettering yourself and becoming the best version of yourself that you can possibly be like I want to become and like hopefully all of you want to become. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Colin and Luke from Seacoast Kettlebell, found generation on the road again, this time in Dover, New Hampshire. I hope you enjoy it. Colin, Luke, thank you for joining me. So many things that I want to get into about um, the health and, and wellness space. But first, I just kind of want to ask you, you guys have been in this business for a while, running Seacoast Kettlebell. Colin, I'll start with you. I'm just curious, why do you run this business? Why do you do what you do? Well, first of all, thanks for um, having us. I guess I, it all started, I was in the army um, and I just was basically done. I, I did like nine years. They were taking all the, I just I just was about to make captain or whatever and they were taking all the captains, sending you to Afghanistan and then you come back like um, the next deploying unit and that would have been like three years of deployments and I was like, I'm done. So got out and was like, I, I need a real job. So I'm going to open a gym. <laughs> and that was in 2008 when everything crashed, basically, right. too. Terrible timing. Ter worst <laughs> timing ever. But I was like, but I'm not in Afghanistan embedded with a bunch of... I was an infantry officer, not not embedded with a bunch of Afghanistan soldiers. Uh, so I was happy. Uh, so I opened this tiny little space. like It was like 1,000 feet. Um, and then it kept growing and growing, even though it was a terrible economy. Um, 
and so we grew it from thousand feet to 2,000, 5,000, then 10,000, and we're sitting, you know, just under 600 members, like 550 members probably in Dover and about 200 in Portsmouth now. So we've gone to two locations as well, if that makes sense. Luke, how about you? Why, what keeps you coming back to Seacoast Kettlebell every day? So I had actually, yeah, thank you for having us on here. I had actually found this place. I had some events in my life. I had get sober um, a little over 11 years ago. And I had a buddy that I was about six months sober. I had a buddy that was coming to this gym and he's like, dude, like, I think this would be a great place for you to come check out. Um, I really loved fitness um, and was really getting back into it. And he's like, I think, I think you'd like the community. So just come check it out. I had like a 30 day trial. I came in, I did my first workout in here and I was like, I'm, I'm going to join this place. I had a, I had a blast. And, um, yeah, I joined as a member and I was here for a couple of years and wound up interning and, and moving on to coach and, and manage one of the locations. What made you want to become a coach? Um, I, and really, also, I'm sorry, can I ask you to move the mic a little bit closer to your mouth? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I actually, um, really loved the workouts here and the programming and the community and just every aspect of the gym. And I was working another job that um, it was really seasonal and the timing worked out where Colin had needed a coach at the time. And he's like, Hey, we're going to run an internship. Would you like to, to intern and we'll see how it goes. And I'm like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Um, and just kept an open mind about like, Hey, maybe I could like coach and train people did the internship, loved it. And as soon as I started coaching, I'm like, yeah, this is absolutely what I, what I want to do. Colin, what were some of the earliest challenges that you faced running this business during such a chaotic time in our country? Well, so in, when I started, we were the first CrossFit affiliate, first or second in the state, I think. And then kettlebells, no one, like, no one knew what CrossFit was. No one knew what kettlebells were. So like, what's a kettlebell? Um, so basically, I was, I mean, I'm one of the original, I think we were like one of the first few hundred CrossFit gyms in the country. Um, we unaffiliated since then, but we were like, no one knew what any of this stuff was. So it was like an uphill battle, even just getting like people to come try it. Um, but once they tried it, they stuck with us a lot. Like we still have a lot of members that have been with me for like 15 years now, 14 years, I guess. Um, which is crazy. What so, do you attribute that to? I think the community, um, I mean, the workouts are great and stuff, but I mean, you could, a lot of the stuff you could do at other places too, but just like pe there's a lot of friendships and stuff in here that, that help you know, help people stick with it, I think. So you could have done so many things when you got out of the military. I, I feel <laughs> I feel like the the gym business, maybe not a direct equivalent, but sort of to like the restaurant business. It's a great idea on paper, but then like it can be hard to run and a lot of them kind of fold uh after not too long. So why was the gym business the one that you wanted to be in? Well, I do I don't know if I could have done a lot of things. Like infantry is like shooting a gun. <laughs> So there's no real skills. And I, I know I couldn't handle sitting in a cubicle, but this is always stuff I've been into the whole, like since I was in high school, essentially, like even my first gym, I pulled out like old barbells that were in like my dad's basement and stuff and just be like, Oh, here we go. Here's our barbell. Um, so I've, I've always been into it. And I, I would, I want like working in a place where I'm into it, if that makes sense versus like an insurance company or something like that. It would be a slow death for me doing that. <laughs> With a military background, which is very drill sergeanty intense, is it hard to not 
do that and instill that when you're teaching classes here when with people who need to who have a completely different mindset and don't need to be you know have the drill sergeant at them but just like a fun coach to show them the moves i'm uh, yeah i'm more fun fun side but i will say i was much more less merciless i was like basically fucking people up a little bit when they first <laughs> when i first opened but then you're like if you tone it down a little bit you're more fun you realize oh we just had an extra 30 members join the gym and stay versus me having people throw up on the sidewalk or whatever um it's just yeah so so i think fun is the vibe i'm looking for now and that's not my vibe. i'm not yelling at people or anything like that well i know luke is luke uh, totally is <laughs> luke why do you think that this place has been su successful you've been here for a long time yeah it's definitely the community i remember when this place it was in a different location i remember driving by and seeing guys come out the door and running down the sidewalk and i'm like like what is what is going on at this gym over there? I, was, I had never seen that. I was used to like box gyms and stuff like that. And then I came into this gym, and you'd come in early before the warm up, and and guys were like stretching out on the floor, and they're all chit chatting and stuff. I had been to gyms where like you don't really interact with many people besides like walking to like the water cooler and back. Um, and this place, everyone was coming early, hanging out before. Um, during the workout, like you, some of these workouts back, back then there were a couple of workouts where I got smashed and there was something about like kind of sharing in that together too. Um, and then as a coach and now as like a manager and especially open, opening up that second location, you watch people come in and they have their certain class times and then they develop like a group. And then you see those people on social media and they're all out to dinner one night. It's, it's actually really cool to watch like people meet each other. And like, and again, it's not like out at a bar, like people are just, they have a common goal of coming in and maybe not like, I, I mean, everyone's got different goals in here, but I feel like a lot of people come in here and they're looking for that sense of community. I think that's been the number one key to this, this business. Luke, you mentioned that you found this place just around the time that you were getting sober, which I feel is like that's a whole nother podcast in itself. <laughs> um, how has this place helped you in that journey and continuing to be sober? Because my understanding is like that's you may get over the demons, but it's something that's still kind of always with you. Yeah, it's been it actually had a profound effect on me when I got sober, because like I said, I was probably six months um, into this journey. And at the time, a lot of my life was surrounded by 12 step recovery. Um, and to come into a place like this where it wasn't surrounded by that. And I was kind of starting to integrate back into like normal life. Um, but I was able to meet a lot of people that, like I said, it wasn't out at a bar. It wasn't like these people were in here and they were, they had like fitness goals and I could really, really relate to a lot of people. It was a good outlet for me too. Um, it just became such a big part. Like it went hand in hand with recovery. The, the guy that actually, um, gave me the free trial was a guy that like had kind of helped me through get into recovery and he was already a member here. Um, so it just, it really worked well together for me. So you guys have built this great community. The thing that really sticks out to me about Seacoast Kettlebell is how much pride the members take in working out here. I mean, you guys have a lot of merchandise. I see everyone wearing them at the workouts. You guys have a pretty big social media following for uh, a Seacoast gym. I saw also that you guys were 
uh, voted top 50 men's health as well, which is pretty incredible. Why do you think your members just keep coming back and keep repping the brand? What have you guys done to kind of instill that in them? I mean, I think doing hard workouts, I mean, not necessarily super hard, but hard workouts just brings people together. I mean, and we do tons of events offline uh, or we try to. COVID kind of slowed some of that down, but, we, but we've always done like quarterly events. And um, as far as the merchandise go, like I'll give away as much of that as I can because it's free advertising for us, yeah. basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the, the workouts bring people together for sure, if that makes sense. You've really invested, and I can tell in the quality of your, your videos on Instagram, at SKB Strong for anyone who wants to check it out. Quality just all around. I mean, quality equipment, quality workouts, quality coaches, quality social media videos. You guys have this amazing production team that puts out all this stuff. Why have you guys uh, invested so much into just making the, the highest quality stuff possible? Because I know a lot of business owners are like kind of always towing the fence between like not wanting to spend too much. I Well, I spend, I do most of that. I spend a little bit on testimonial videos. I have someone help me, which I'll introduce you to him. But um, I feel like it just differentiates you from from the competition. Um, and also, like I, my goal is to showcase the members all the time. Like, like you don't see much of me on there or or Luke or anybody. But I just want to like showcase the members' stories too, um, if that makes sense. And and I think it it helps too, helps grow your gym. So make it not about us, but about the clients. Well, let's talk about the the kettlebell aspect of it. You alluded to it earlier. No one really n had known what a kettlebell kettle was. Ball. Kettle ball, exactly. <laughs> and it's something that for me, I've never, I've used kettlebell sparingly, but it's never been a consistent part of my workout practice. Why have you made the the kettlebell kind of the the centerpiece of your workout plans? Because that's a very untraditional approach. Everyone's always going for the dumbbells first, the squat racks first, the machines first, the cardio stuff first, but you go kettlebell. So, I, I mean, I did all the traditional like, lifting like bot like bicep day like you know what i'm saying and after a while i just kind of got bored with it and then somewhere along the line i did like um i got exposed to kettlebells in a park with this guy anthony delugio in providence like loved it i thought it was cool it, and it was just the versatility of it like you can do strength you can do conditioning you can do most even mobility with a kettlebell most everything um i've never experienced like another tool that's that you could like yesterday's workout we did a whole hour of kettlebell stuff and you didn't like you didn't get bored necessarily do you know what i'm saying like whereas a barbell you can't do as much with it so um i just i love the versatility of it basically and then also it's like it's just more fun because you're doing movement patterns that are dynamic like ripping stuff overhead versus just like curls or calves which i need but yeah. um you know what i'm saying it's just more dynamic and fun in my mind so uh i'm gonna ask a question to luke while i do that can you go flick the lights on we've lost some of our light uh luke what do you think is the ideal workout not routine but kind of like for a week you know how many cardio days or strength days or whatever like how, how often should you be exercising what's kind of like the ideal routine for a client well it, i guess it depends on your goals i think we have it set up really well in here the way we kind of um split the week up we do a couple strength training days a week um we have one or two endurance days a week and we add like a hit day in there um anybody that comes in that's new um we get people that come in here that could be 
a beginner that's never worked out before and we're like, oh, come a couple days a week and start to build into it. Um, we like to see people come four to five days a week seems to be like pretty well for them. We have other people that will come seven days a week and not take a rest day. Um, but if you can get a couple strength days in, an endurance day, a couple endurance days and a hit day, you're doing pretty good. What would you say to someone who does not exercise regularly but wants to but can't really get over that hump because if it's something that you've never done it's very hard to pick up yeah i think that's i think that this place is like perfect for that so if someone comes in a lot of people will go into a gym and they, they have no idea um what to how to even use the equipment and how would you if you've never if you've never been surrounded by it or never been with a coach um if you come in here we're going to tell you exactly what to do we're going to help you um with the movement patterns we're going to modify for you um biggest thing too is like to come in and just keep coming like be consistent um you're gonna be sore you're gonna hurt for a few weeks but the more you come in and move your body the better it's gonna be hmm. what does exercise do for you just on you know you guys are i don't know what you guys are what both 28 years old probably but uh thank you <laughs> <laughs> i know at, you know as you get older it only becomes more critical i can get away with not exercising for a couple of days and my body is fine but the older you get this is something I, I think about a lot the older you get you really need to make sure that you're on top of it so that you're just not in the bad kind of pain every day yeah for me like so i'm 41 thank you for <laughs> thinking I'm young I'm 41 I have a two and a half year old and to be able to like get on the floor with him to be able to to play with him to be able to pick him up um and as he gets older I'm only getting older as well too um for my mental health to be able to come in here and like get a workout in and just like um like I said this place had a profound effect on me paired with reco with recovery to this day um but also like it's just, yeah, for me, it's like I need to be able to move. Um, I don't I don't move as well as I used to, um, but it's going to keep me strong. It's going to keep me, like I said, playing with my son as he gets older. Colin, what about you? What does working out do for you? Uh, for me, it's if I don't work out, I get mentally grumpy. I mean, just dealing with my – I feel like – Everything I do a lot is like for like my family or my kids or whatever. So it's taking a little time to um, come here or I go to like jujitsu a lot, go there. Like it just mentally keeps me level headed, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, I get grumpy if I don't. And young, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not 20. I think one of the best parts about exercise for me and where I get the most benefit is, you know, if you're lifting heavy weights, kettlebells, if you're doing jujitsu, you really need to focus squarely on that because if you're not, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to drop something. You're going to get choked out and scream like a little girl. You need to be focused squarely on that thing, which is great for those of us who are overthinkers and have a lot going on and spend all day in our heads and need to kind of step away from it. I, that's the beauty of this place, though, is like if you show up, you don't have to think about it. You're going to have a professional coach help you through the workout. Um, and er I, I mean, everyone does better with a little bit of coaching, too. Um, it's just if they're receptive to it or not, but in my opinion. Let's see. I want to talk about um, kind of like the what, what do you guys do for your nutrition? Um, also, as you get older, it's something that you need to watch. How do you make sure that you are checking all the boxes nutrition wise as well? I mean, so in here we've gone through phases like we had a full time registered dietitian at one point. 
Um, and then like the current phase we're in is simplicity and just habits, but we start, we've done very complicated, very like regimented nutrition programs. And what we've, what we've found over time is like people just can't like hang with it. It's just, it's not sustainable. So like, like we're doing a nutrition program next Monday, it kicks off, but it's very simple. Like eat more vegetables, drink more water. It's all based on healthy habits, eat more protein. Um, so the longer I've done this, the more simple I view, I think simple and sustainable works better than like me breaking down macros for somebody and then having yeah. them freak out because we've done <laughs> macro challenges. Oh, try, wow. <laughs> try breaking down the macros for like 75 people. You just want to shoot yourself in the face. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> yeah, that that's something that is very hard to get people into. Right. And most people you're like, let's start by you. Have you had a vegetable? And they're like, nope. So you're like, why, why wouldn't you think that eating like <laughs> two servings of or two to, you know what I'm saying? Like start simple and it, it makes huge impacts. Yeah. Uh, simple, but daily, if that makes sense. Uh, you, we obviously talked about your uh, your background in the military. You can kind of tell when when I first came to Seacoast Kettlebell, not knowing you or your backstory at all. I was like, I think a military guy or ex military guy owns this place because you there's American flags, there's lots of uh, you know U.S. flags on the merchandise and whatnot. It's obviously very important and baked into the ethos of this place. Why did you want to convey that in this business? Oh, like we do a ton of charity stuff. So like. Um I, I try to support like wounded veterans and stuff like that. Like every year we probably raise a, I don't know, five, 6,000, maybe, maybe more than that, depending on the year, 10,000, um, for like wounded veterans. Like we work with operation hat trick a lot. That's out of Hampton. Um, but I think it's just, I, it's a cause that is obviously near and dear to my heart, I guess. Um, the day that we're recording, this is the day after nine 11, this episode airs at a couple weeks after that, but I still would like to reflect on, on that day. Everyone has a story about where they were and what they were doing. I'm curious to know what, what your story is. So my, my story, I was on terminal leave. Um, like I was getting out of the military for the first time and I was at Foods and Dudes class at UNH. And then I heard that happened. And so then I was like, damn, I'm going back in. Like I want, and I rejoined basically um, to go back in. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What about you, Luke? I was, I had just got out of high school and I actually remember it. I was working at an appliance shop delivering appliances and we had just come back off for delivery and out in the shop, there was a whole bank of TVs that were always on. And when I came home, it was the first plane had hit the towers and everybody was confused. They're like, man, a plane, a plane flew into one of the towers um, in New York and we were watching it. And we were waiting to go back out on this delivery and we watched the second plane hit the towers live. And, um, it was, it was, just, I'll never forget that day in my life. Yeah. Can you recall your emotions in that moment? Yeah. There were customers in the store. Everybody knew that, um, at that point it, had, it was probably an attack, um, on, on America. I remember being really scared. Like, I don't know, like what is about to happen. Um, and I remember the few days after it just being glued um to the news and the tv and and um just more information coming in over those couple days and yeah knowing that like that was going to be a turning point in like american history i was in kindergarten then i i don't have <laughs> too many memories of the day um colin let's talk about the kind of the the modern day running the business what are the biggest hurdles that you're facing modern day problems not problems but um i think 
finding and keeping and developing really good staff. Um, I, the other one is like, you're always looking for what is like the new thing to get clients. Like, like I try to just do one or two things well, but like, you're like, should I get on TikTok or not? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's hard to like decide where to, what to put your time into. Supposedly TikTok ads are doing well right now, but I'm just not on TikTok, <laughs> but <laughs> no one wants to see a 45 year old man doing dance videos <laughs> in a gym. You'd be surprised. I don't know. Maybe if you put Luke on there, Luke, Luke's a stunner. Um, 100%. What would you say to anyone who is an aspiring business owner, um, but also similar to what we were talking about, about like, isn't ready to pull the trigger, uh, like on starting to work out, but wants to start a business, but kind of has that self-doubt or insecurity or imposter syndrome about it? I mean, I knew nothing of of business when I started. I just, I just went all in. My, my initial goal for like the first five or six years was just to become a really good coach. Um, so like get, like I think build, get really good at what you do, build your craft. Um, and if you do that well, like things will start to fall into place. Like, an, um, and the other one I would say is just kind of like follow the money. Like if people want to pay you for this, then be like, oh, maybe we should do that if that makes sense. Um, but, but like I spent like five years going to like every CrossFit, sir, every, and I was just like devouring information. Um, and I think I got decent at coaching and that's kind of like helped me all ever since then, basically. Like a lot of people want to start, I feel like skip the steps of getting good at something and you're like, dude, get really good at what you do and you'll, you won't have any problems with getting clients or, um, just in my mind, but. Everyone wants the, the quick and easy solution. Right. Yeah. They skip, they want to skip over certain steps and like, you have to put the pain in. I mean, like even when I first started, like I did every single class myself for probably a couple of years because I didn't want to pay for payroll to anybody, (laughs) but literally like I worked like six, seven days a week, um, if that makes sense. But I, I mean, it was a job I liked, so it never was a problem. So, but yeah, put, put your time and get really good at what you do and then you'll never, you won't struggle in business in my mind. Were there times where that six, seven days a week coupled with you're doing a physical job that is physically demanding did that ever get to be too much for you no i mean like dude compared to the the army that schedule was light (laughs) when i first started (laughs) you're doing eight days a week i mean well no you're like sleeping with a radio in your head like trying to listen to someone calls your call sign or something like that um yeah so it was it was it was light and it was fun so that i never had a problem with it. yeah but what do you think are the most essential elements of being a good leader Ooh, I don't know. I th- I think um, I think leadership is easier if you have good people around you. And like I like I try to hire, you know, fun people, people that are adults, um, people that want to be here. So at, like with this job, it's it's um, it's not that hard to lead. Like you're not t- trying to send somebody to like run at a machine gun or something like that. Like you're like, hey, can you cover the six a.m. class? Like that's <laughs> the biggest hardship in here. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to wake up early, but yeah. it's not that it's not that hard in here. And you're throwing high fives and wearing sweatpants at the same time. So I'm like, it's not, <laughs> it's not that grueling as a coach in here, I don't think. How did, um, how did COVID affect your business? Luke and I started normal doing, uh, <laughs> and we devolved into just doing like dance videos with costumes <laughs> on and stuff like that. But we, um, COVID was rough for gyms. Like I probably would open Portsmouth years ago if we hadn't had COVID. But COVID, we obviously, we shut down for like 13 weeks, I think. Nothing. So I just, I gave away everything in the gym, like to the point where like we maybe had two kettlebells in here. There was, there was nothing left in here. 
you feel like I want that rower. Great. You can have it. I want a heavy bag. Grab it. Like I gave the, we gave every piece of equipment away to your members, to our members. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, we're going to work out online. So we did zoom sessions, which like I said, started kind of, it started <laughs> good, but I'm um, by like week month three, Luke, like Luke and I would zoom together all the time. It was, it was a little funky, but I'll say that. <laughs> In in retrospect, I mean, obviously, no one is glad that COVID happened. Right. Uh, a lot of bad that came from it, obviously. But there's also, we can reflect on the good things we got of it, getting super creative, getting way out of your comfort zone. Do, do you look back on any of that and you're like, you know what? I, I took some some positives away there. Yeah. I mean, like w- one thing is like the community of this place, like people, we maintained a really good retention rate. Like I think we we maybe lost like 10 to 15% of our, I don't remember the exact number, but 10 to 15% of our people, everyone else grabbed like an assault bike and a kettlebell and they're like, let's do this. And they just worked out with us online. Um, so that, that was amazing. Like I think businesses that weren't solid before that hit or were like marginal, they got like gyms that like 30% of gyms nationwide tanked. Um, so if you weren't in a good spot beforehand, you were probably not surviving that um, in my mind. As this place has expanded through the years, more members, more space, another gym, as someone who started pretty much as running this by himself, what has it been like for you to kind of pull back the the reins and give control over to people like Luke and a lot of your your other great trainers that you have here? I, it is hard because I like for me, what I look at is I'm like, what should I be doing? Do you know what I'm saying? Like I actually like I got into this business because I like coaching, so I I still coach. Like I coach every Monday morning, um, but I miss it when I don't. But then the business grows more if I do like social media videos and stuff like that, if that makes sense. The one good thing is I'll say like Luke and some of the other coaches are probably better than me in in a lot of ways. So it's good to turn it over to someone who's better than you and doesn't joke inappropriately and stuff like that. (laughs) Uh, What about recovery? How important is recovery um, in your exercise routine? I feel like that's, especially for younger people, the, uh, the overlooked aspect. Like recovery from the workouts. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't want people coming in here and getting injured and like um you we want people to feel good after a workout. Um so you're gonna be sore, but we really want people to like take rest days and we want people to, you know, we talk a lot with this nutrition challenge that's coming up, um, like eighty twenty, you know. Um, we also want people to be able to like step away from here and like and have their own social life too and come back and enjoy it. Like, um, it's stress and rest, you know, you need to be able to, you need to be able to stress and train your body, but you also need to be able to rest and recover as well. Otherwise you're just, you're digging yourself into a hole that you won't climb out of. All right. We'll get you guys out of here on this. Thank you for the time. Uh, we'll start with you, Luke. What are your long-term goals for Seacoast Kettlebell? What's you're in a great spot now. What's, what's next for you here? Right now, um, it was a big move to open up Portsmouth, and it's been great to see a new community developing over there. Um, I know Collins wanted wanted to do it for a long time. Um, it'd be great to see Portsmouth continue to grow and 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 open other locations um, in in different places. Um, it'd be great to see. It's like Seacoast Kettlebell in this area is like a household name, so it'd be really cool to see it like spread um, to other cities and towns. What do you think, Colin? Yeah, I mean that would be the goal. Like, Portsmouth is going in a good good way, um, but like we we're looking at other locations too for a third, um, and obviously we'd hopefully get Luke more involved in all that too. Um, but yeah, keep growing it, I guess. 
Okay, one one follow to that. So there is, you know, when we talk about franchising, some you can try to make it as big as possible and make Seacoast Kettlebell like all throughout the state of New Hampshire or throughout the entire East Coast or whatever. Um, you can get too ambitious to the point that it diminishes your your Dover and your Portsmouth products. You spread all your people thin. How do you kind of manage that ambition to making the the business as big and amazing as it can be versus just also like sticking to your roots? It's, that's a hard question, actually, because um, I, like I probably would err on the side of having fewer but better quality and like more more community, more like sustainable sustainability even the staff like the thought of staffing like 10 locations makes me want to like <laughs> kill myself because <laughs> well like you know the part-timers are great when they're here but like a lot of them are younger people they come and go like or we like launch them into doing something else um so like staffing would be rugged with that in my mind but <laughs> so i think like maybe three i mean i don't know maybe maybe even more than that if we could but but it can't be too many so Okay, I well, die. I look forward to seeing where Seacoast Kettlebell goes from here. Thank you both for, for being here today, for doing what you do. You are truly, you know, and I mean this, I've been a member for a couple months. I really like this place. I like the workouts, love the coaches, the quality of the workouts, of the equipment, top notch. I love having to do workouts where I don't have to think about. Someone just tells me and I get to turn my brain off for a little bit and just move. It's, it's very fulfilling to me. So thank you for everything that both of you guys do.